calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Listeners, this is Rhoda, the producer of If I Go Missing, The Witches Did It. And I'm so glad you're here for a special bonus episode. We're really grateful for fans like you. Your support is the reason we can keep making amazing shows like this one. And we'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at Realm Media or reach out through our website, realm.fm. Want a bonus bonus? After this episode, there's a sneak peek from another show that we think you'll love. But for now, light a candle, burn some incense, and enjoy this discussion with Pia Wilson, the writer behind If I Go Missing, The Witches Did It, led by artist, intuitive, and host of the podcast Saved by the Spell, Marcella Kroll. This is a, a first for me uh, with connecting with someone live that I'm, we only briefly chatted, but right. I, I love what you're putting out there. And I, I was so um, honored that, you know, you and Realm contacted me to have mm-hmm. you here today. So would love Thank to, you. I mean, I know what's going on because I, <laughs> I, uh, I got to tune in to your show, to your right. new podcast. But um, I'd love for you to share with everyone um, more about you and and um, if I go missing, the witches did it. Yes. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, isn't that a great title? At first, it was going to be like influencer witches or something like that, and the the team at Realm were like maybe something more dynamic because I had changed the story a little bit. And um, so it's about this African American writer uh, named Jenna who goes to uh, Westchester uh, to help her boyfriend, um, you know, settle his great uncle's estate. Um, And she runs afoul of this coven of witches who are also (laughs) social media influencers, Uh, right? And um, so she goes missing and um, this white podcaster uh, named Elise then takes up the cause of finding Jenna. And it's really like a little bit of a satire on that um, kind of, um, you know, true crime podcast, people um, like trying to be like uh, perfect, you know, like perfectly uh, right all the time. You know, that kind of um, phase we're in in our society where it's like, if you say the wrong thing, you are over forever, as opposed to giving each other grace, you know, like you have to make the effort right? and, and, and actually study things, but you shouldn't feel like you're compelled to be right all the time. Sure. And then that becomes its own little bit of craziness, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And at least it's a kind of modeled off several people, but. Like, I remember there's this one time I was working at this place and um, I was talking to this woman and 
I call myself black or something like, like a black woman. I was talking about, you know, my, um, my culture. And she goes, um, you mean African-American? I was like, are you telling me? I mean, yeah, she's correcting you. She's correct. rude. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, that is like somebody who's gone overboard. You know totally. what I mean? Totally. So, <laughs> so Elise is kind of like a play on that sure, type of sure. person. And uh, so I had a lot of fun. I was able to write about magic and witches and I was over the moon, you know. I love that. I mean, and you, I mean, but and you've been writing. Like this yes. isn't your first rodeo. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, cool. Exactly. Yeah. I was, a, um, I've been a playwright for um, almost 15 years and, you know, almost 15 years. And I've been writing since I was a little girl, you know, everybody writes poems and, yeah. uh, you know, like I wanted to be the great American novelist that didn't work out yet, but, you know, I'm, yeah. on my, I'm on my way, you know, um, and uh, my parents uh, will always be like, you know, your writing is a gift from God. So you need to pursue it. Oh, Just be able to support yourself. <laughs> that's so beautiful, though, that they, you know, they, they saw it as a gift and they encouraged you. Yes. You know, to pursue it. Because I feel like so many families are terrified when yeah. their um, children or, you know, the ones that they're looking out for, like, want to pursue something that maybe is not um conventionally right like what they deem as like oh okay that's a sure thing You're right you exactly know? you know um no they were always very supportive and read what I wrote and would talk about it and um you know they just wanted me to be able to you know back myself up mm -hmm. and that was that was fine for me and I I um I kept plugging away and plugging away and I was so happy when this opportunity came along. I had never done a podcast before. So sure. that had was you weird. wanted to do a podcast or was it kind of just something you saw off to, off kind of like well, to the side? And I had, I knew a friend who, who had done a podcast. Okay. So I was like, I was like, I could do that. But I didn't, you know, I didn't pursue the opportunities until um, my team introduced me to the peeps at realm oh and cool. i was like oh, okay mm -hmm. you know um yeah i'm on board mm -hmm. and um i had been writing television since um i would say 2019 my first writer's room was with um genius aretha okay and um so that's a different style of writing you know it's all different the the platforms are different but you know, I'm a character first writer. So that's yeah. always comes through. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, that's, I, I love it. And also, you know, in our brief chat before, you know, we spoke of like your own family's history and like connection to magic. Yes. And, you know, like, do you find, did you find that like this really was an opportunity for you two to touch in to that part of your history? Like, was that something that you intended with it or was it more, character first and then kind of infuse it yeah 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 well you know um I would say that my writing probably has always had some kind of spiritual element because that's um that that's my life it's always been my way of operating in the world so um you know for a while there even in in um my plays there were people that were like dead people in the plays you know or someone off stage that people were talking about and my father having been a preacher you know we were always like spirituality was infused in everything we did you know um but there was also like this mystical side it was it's kind of um interesting and i and because i grew up that way i i didn't know that other people don't sit at you know at the breakfast table and talk about their dreams and who came through and like right you know what was the advice or you know like what mm -hmm. was the um conversation about and and um you know interpreting dreams like if you uh and this might be a very southern thing but if you dream of fish somebody's pregnant you know okay. i don't know if okay. that's i know i didn't know so, that all right <laughs> right so uh, you know, so as I grew up, you know, I was very um, 
Christian oriented, you know, Baptist, Baptist born, Baptist bred, I'll be a Baptist till I'm dead, you know, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. But um, I also branched out, you know what I mean? And um, it's interesting. My first experience with like going to psychics was because my best friend wanted to go. Okay. She had heard about this psychic uh, named Madame Florence. I love Madame Florence. And I was like, I don't want to spend your money that way. You know, like, I'm not going to. Needless to say, Amanda Florence was amazing. Right. (laughs) Blew my mind, told me things that I hadn't told anyone else on the planet. Right. And uh, so that changed my mind. And I remember going home and being like, I I told my parents, I was like, I went and saw this psychic. She told me things that, you know, I didn't, hadn't told anyone. And they were like, yeah, psychics are real, you know. And then my father goes, uh, your great-great-great-grandmother was a, a psychic healer in South Carolina in wow. the late 1800s. I was like, why didn't you tell me these things before? But it was just natural, you know. And people used to come from all over South Carolina to line up at her door wow. um, and come in for healing. And um and so that started me on this journey. I was like, well, if that's real, then what else is real? You know? And um, I realized that I had mediums in the family as yeah. well. You know, my uncle, um, my uncle Jimmy, he would see spirits, but he would drink to get rid of that ability. He didn't want to, he didn't want to see them. Right. Mm-hmm. But when he did, he'd be like, can't you see them? Like he would ask all of us um, wow. if we could see them. And um, I remember one time I got lost. It, it was like my first day driving from home from my first job by myself. Right. And I, of course, went the wrong way. If you okay. know me, you know, I can get home going the opposite direction I want to go in. <laughs> and uh <laughs> And, uh, you know, my family was worried, you know, my dad, my brother went out in the car to try and find me. And my uncle Jimmy, who had been taking a nap at the time, was visited by my grandmother. And she was trying to turn me around at this big white house, you know, and that is where I had actually turned around. I had finally decided to turn around and there was this big white mansion and I had gone up the driveway and that's where I turned around and came back home. So it's like these little things um, that make life interesting, right? So now I would describe myself as a Christian mystic, um, you know, which which to me is much more spiritual. Like uh, the more I read about, you know, the people's practices as witches, it it seems much more involved. Um, Yeah. I definitely think, think that as well. Like, um, I go back and forth between like, yeah, I'm a, I, I mean, I, I identified as a witch for so long, but then I'm like, you know, because of it's interesting, like the content with your podcast and like, mm-hmm. there'll be times where I'm like, no, I'm cringing. I, I don't call <laughs> me a witch. I'm not a witch, you know? Um, <laughs> but I also, I, I, for myself personally, I, I say I'm omnipresent And I don't, yeah, I don't, um, identify like as a pagan or within a particular faith, um, because for me, it's just my path, you know, it's different for everyone, um, you know, between my own family origin stories and history, but then just my own path that I've had to create mostly on my own, um, without guidance, because I didn't know half of my lineages. Like I didn't know half of my upbringing, um, and the other half was very like intrigued, uh, and and you know my my mother's family that I spent most of my time with growing up were Italian Catholic, but there was a lot of stregas and like folk magic, mm-hmm. but you didn't talk about it. Like it was right. just things were done, um, and like as a kid, I was fascinated with religion and spirituality. Um, just because it felt like the most connect, I don't know. I never had a, like, it's a funny thing. There's two things I've never felt the disconnection from 
Mm-hmm. And that is my creative energy and my connection to spirit. Right. And those are like, you could take everything away from me, but those things always stuck. And, yes. um, and uh, yeah, so it just like, it felt, and I had friends of all denominations, like, and I would ask, can I go to temple? Can I go to your Bible study? I would walk up to the church up the street, the Protestant church. And I would just go like as a child, like by myself, cause I wanted like peace and connection. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I just, yeah, it's, it's interesting the layers to me of how everything kind of interconnects, um, right. and how beautiful that is. And I love this, um, you know, with the podcast, how it's touching on all of these different um, connectivities, like between families, but also then we have this like hyper awareness of social consciousness and the things that we're struggling with right now with like what you said, like, it's like being too perfect, not wanting to say the wrong thing, not wanting to get canceled because you didn't know something. And that's a huge part of like learning is messing up or being teachable. And, um, yeah. So, um, you know, I wanted to ask how, um, you know, with the narration and the actresses and the, and the different people and actors involved, um, were you part of that process and in, um, helping cast the right, you know, the people that you thought would represent your characters? Right. 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 Well, I, um, I, I was involved a little bit in the casting part in terms of like making suggestions. My only real um, thing that I was holding on to was that I wanted it to be a dark skinned woman, a woman, um, because I felt it was key to have that person, uh, like a dark, darker skinned woman, actually voicing the part of a dark skinned woman, because, you know, uh, they they understand certain things of what I was trying to um, write on on behalf of that character. So other than that, I really didn't have any um, mm-hmm. clues, and I I had given them um, like thoughts about who could pl- what type would play um, like Elise, and I was I remember I was like uh, I hear Anne Hathaway when I'm actually writing it. <laughs> like you just when somebody's voice just comes through like I think I was like she has a kind of um Anne Hathaway that when she does a wealthy person kind of intonation Mm -hmm. you know uh because it is a different it's a different feel Mm -hmm. than somebody you know like New Yorkies or whatever like that's part of uh characterization for me it's like where are you from? What's your terra firma? You know, like uh, who's around you and how do they talk and what's the vocabulary? And uh, Elise was very easy to glom on to. So like a young Reese, Reese Witherspoon or mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway. Um, as far as uh, Jenna goes, you know, they nailed it with Gabby. Right. Right. Like, nailed it. But um I was like, Gabrielle Union could have done that kind of character. Um, So I had made suggestions. Of course, I included my friends. You know, I know a number of actresses, you know. Yeah. Um, So I included people on the list, but it was fun. I wasn't involved as much in the production part of it. Periodically, they would ask me questions, you know, like, how do you say this? Or what's this about because it only gets more fun as it goes along like this Absolutely. so yeah <laughs> so. yeah and there's a new episode tomorrow right yes yeah. yes okay. so it depends on what you what, you, what status you're on like uh episode three is available for everybody for free right cool. and then if you do the i think it's 2.99 a month or whatever it's up to episode six you can binge up to cool. Cool. Yeah. I, I guess I'm, I'm wondering, is it going to be um, this, it'll be, will it be one season and then you'll write another season or do you think you'll write a different narrative or well, do you not know yet? Um, I don't know if there'll be another season of okay. the show. I would love it, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I'm already starting. I mean, I have a lot of projects that I have to do. So, but for my own um, pet project, and I don't know what platform this is going to be on, whether it's a podcast or film or whatever, um, have this um, idea about magical systems that this com- that this country was founded on. You know, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, and what we what the I haven't found yet what the main character is doing or who that main person is okay but uh yeah so it's interesting like our our financial systems our educational systems you know uh how technology is like uh like social media is just mass enchantment tool you know oh my gosh yeah it's such glamour magic it's such glamour magic i last night did um on a whim um it, it it's like there's this for me in my life, and, and I know with my path, and it's misunderstood by a lot of people because unless they're in it, right? right? So for me, I have so much like ancestral connections. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like super important that like, I also say like, I always identify with like, I'm end of the line with me with right. so many things. So um, I'm constantly doing workings on my own healing of my own lineages in history and you know and it's 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 hard sometimes it's really like not many people get it right right but you bump up against things now but I'm also I've always been like fascinated with technology like even when I was younger I was always one that was like trying the new thing like I'm the one that in high school like I took the weird electronics classes like we would take shop and like make the light bulb work. Like I, I, I worked on cars, you know, like I, you know, on my own, like on my own, this is just entertainment for me. It wasn't like, you know, it's just, I like seeing how things work. So anyway, that is so cool. (laughs) Well, but it's like learning magic in this way with technology. That's like the point. Right. So like last night I was like, you know what? Everything is a spell, especially with social media. Um, yes. And why not do a little ancestral healing, but like using this platform? And yes. so I made like this, I did it first, like I did it through TikTok. Like I, I edited it first in an app and then I did the whole thing in TikTok and then I shared it through my Instagram and my reels. Right. And I was like, I want to experiment because it's like such a, I mean, you know, I have like, 32,000 followers or something, which is insane to me, by the way, like that's all natural, like over a decade of being on this app. Like that's amazing. But I was like, let's just put it out there algorithm or not. Like, (laughs) and then I offered it. I was like, okay, first three people to kind of like comment, I'll do one for you. Right. So then I did three different video spells for people. And I was like, and you know, that's the thing they're like, well, how do I work it? I'm like, just watch it just watch it that's all you gotta do and all you have to do it's like and using like you see people use emoji i mean like there's so many ways we can use these systems even though people go hot and cold with hating these kind of platforms to i love it you know i have to say i am like i wouldn't have my work today without the assistance of this platform it wouldn't look the same right no i agree you know, what, whether it's finding out also about creators like you and others that are doing podcasts and shows and information, like it's such glamour magic. I mean, uh, we can do anything with these filters and things like that. And, you know, and it's like anything, if you, everything can be a tool or a weapon depending on how you hold it. So. Yeah. No, I mean, when you talk about, um, using this as a mass kind of, uh, you know, a place that you can do your work and, and be seen by so many people is sort of like, um, you know, your intention is the most important thing when you're working a spell, right? Like it's 90%. When you get out, break out the candles and stuff, that is so your intention is focused, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's some energy, I'm sure, in, um, the history of doing like whatever how old that spell is like it has its own energy that it adds to it but 
yeah, when you when you intend for something to happen and you're clear about what is what you want to happen, because I think that's where we a lot of us get m- messed up. You know, mm-hmm. um, we think we want to be a millionaire, but we think also at the same time that money corrupts or whatever. Then that you're going to mess up your own spell. Um, so it's easy to focus your attention on social media as mm-hmm. opposed to consuming. Why don't mm-hmm. you, you know, give yeah. something out? Well, that and like what you said, if you have like a conflicting kind of belief, you know, where you're intending something right. and then you, but you like have a disdain for money, you know, or a fear of it or, this is a big part of like with the nature of the work that I do Mm -hmm. um, is we have a lot of invisible things and some of them are ancestral. They're inherited there. And Mm -hmm. I've been talking about this for a long time in my work because I would get people who would want like a, you know, lighthearted, just tell me what I need to know so I can get what I want reading. And I'd be like, yeah, you can have that, but here's all the things you have to do to be able to even remotely put you in the same vicinity of it, you know? And also you have to be very honest about what you want and why, you know, because what you're asking for might not actually be the solution for what you actually need or, you know, Um, and then the ancestral component, you know, and, and, um, and we briefly talked about, you know, when we spoke briefly last week it was we talked about the magical wound and a lot of people don't understand how much that impacts them especially if they are more privileged um they don't understand that you can't just will something into existence if you've got multiple generational um wounds wounds and and embeddedness or beliefs or you know these things kind of change your dna structure right and And um you have to work on those things to, to uh, peel away the layers. And I think everyone can, having support is absolutely um, beautiful. And we hope that you can have that support, but like what happens if you don't, or what happens if three generations ago, nobody did and nobody thought to like change it. Right. No, I love that. um, That idea of, uh, the ancestors working with you as well, mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I went to once the Madame Florence had opened the floodgates, you know, like I went to uh, this meeting and I, you know, you have to keep your own sense of judgment and understanding and, and knowing that something is right or something is wrong or it's not exactly right, but I could take this information and right. run with it. And so I had gone to um, this medium and she, my family has difficult names sometimes. Like, uh, I left out with Pia, but like, you know, there are some long, complicated names in there. And this woman uh, got my great 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 grandmother's name correctly, and she came through. And um, she was work. She's working through me uh, to atone for some of the things that she had done while she was alive. So you can help them too. And they can help you. Um, and that connection is always there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we also, I, you know, I remind people, too, that not all of our ancestors are honorable. Right. And, you know, and it's like you don't erase them, but you have to do things that either, you know, you have to kind of go in there and navigate in a new way. It doesn't mean you have to work with them front and center. Right. But you do have to kind of um, find a balance in your connections and not erase um, aspects that, you know, that that are part of your history. I mean, I know for myself as like a multiracial person and having like, you know, I say like I'm colonizer, I'm the colonized. Yeah, within me too. Me. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And then I have like, you know, another like my great uh, my great great grandfather, who was um, he's Afro Indigenous, and yeah. he, in his lifetime, was not a nice man. Mm. You know, he had my great grandmother committed, um, 
for her own seeing and him along with, you know, fam, like family members. Um, And they were in an interracial relationship in 1932 and they, it wasn't recognized. Mm. Um, And through that, she birthed my grandmother and like my grandmother was born in the institution and left there, you know, that there's a lot of hurt and a lot of wounding on many levels. Right. Um, but I also had to dig deeper and go, okay, like he had to survive as I found arrest records for him where it was like colored man arrested for stealing tools. And right. I was like, you know, like, and it's like, there's like these things like he had to do to survive but then got into trouble. I'm like, I'm sure like, there's just so many layers and wounds that he caused a lot of havoc on his own family because he was being beaten upon and all of these other things. Right. But I'm not going to just erase like misgivings and harmful things because of one person's experience but how do I elevate his spirit? How do I elevate my own ancestral origins and send healing down the line? And again, it's not an easy undertaking um, when you're facing really uncomfortable things. Yes. I mean, um, you know, when you talk, it's so interesting. Like when you talk about the colonizer and the colonized, I think that one of my, one of my, um, colonizer ancestors tried to come through one time Mm -hmm. I was like dude I don't have the grace for you right now I can't Mm -hmm. you know you have to deal with that on your in another way I can't I'm not here for that you know I I have my specific mission here on in my life and maybe one day I will find that grace for you but totally I I it don't it's not on my docket right now Right. You, know? you know, that's the other thing is if you can ask them, I know I had like a very, there was one, this masculine kind of ancestor energy that felt very like Catholic, very like hardened. Cause also that's the other thing. Like, not only do I have like the indigenous uh, ancestry, I also have my Filipino ancestry. My grandfather mm-hmm. is um, Visayan and they were also colonized by the Spanish. Right. And I like, I had this like really intense, like Catholic Christian, I don't know, guide. It, it was in a, you know, and I had to tell him like, I'm not messing. I'm not working with you. Like, right. thank you for showing up, but you're like misogynist, you're racist, you're all of these things and you need to step back. Right. Like you don't get to be in my inner circle, even though we're connected, unless you want to elevate with me. Right. And it was like, I could feel his energy like pull back. And I was like, okay, he's not ready. Not my problem. <laughs> like. <laughs> But I'm not going to, you know, but I'm not going to erase that he's there. It's just like giving yourself the bat. You have to have boundaries in real life and in the spirit realm. I agree. You know how it is. 100%. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny is I used to get, um, I used to get, um, um, what do you call it? Visited in my dreams by Catholic saints. Mm. And I'm not Catholic. I didn't grow up. In Catholicism, I didn't know who these people were. I would have to look them up in the morning. And I'd be like, why? What do you need from me? I don't know. I'm the wrong person. (laughs) So, like, when when you, I guess, you know, you could just listen to people's messages, but you don't have to participate because you can't go any further, you know? Uh, And it's the same with family members. And, like, why are you here? I don't know who you are. Yeah. Totally. totally. What do you need need from me? You know, like uh, my grandmother, though, um, one of my grandmothers, my mother's mother will often come through and uh, she's very proud of me because she didn't get to go to college. Like her family wouldn't let her go to college because they needed her for their business. Right. Like to help run the family business. And uh so when I went to college, like, she's very proud of all of us, any of us who goes to school and, like, she's proud of my writing, you know. And so that for her, I guess that's some kind of healing as well. When I succeed, she succeeds. 
Absolutely. Um, and she died when I was a little girl. So the when the meeting was like, um, did your grandmother raise you? I was like, no. <laughs> and <laughs> it was like, well, she says she's been there the whole time. I was like, that's probably true. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she probably was with me all the time, but no, she didn't raise me. My parents <laughs> Right. She probably sees herself as being a big form, like part of your formative years. Exactly. There in spirit. Yes. I love that. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I love that you are able to like pay tribute in your work, um, you know, to those gifts and to the people that have made an impression on you, like with magical living. Yeah. Um, I think it's super um, important that we keep honoring those gifts and, mm-hmm. you know, because it's showing other people like, especially younger ones, you know, I, I think of that when I think of like my nieces and nephews and like being like, yeah, it's like a little unconventional to live this way, but compared to what? Yeah, <laughs> like, like at least, you know, things are changing now, but being an example of saying like, you, you, you that's your purpose, you know, right. to tell these stories, to be the storytellers who create and create these characters. Um, I, yeah, I guess I, I'm wondering as we are, you know, moving into like this fall, even though, I mean, you're on the East Coast. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm in Southern California. It's very warm here today. Uh, it's so <laughs> warm here today, too. It's so warm there, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, nice. It's perfect. It's like 60s. Perfect. Yeah. Do you find, do you have any practices that you, sh- like you, that you feel comfortable sharing that you oh, do sure. for the fall and winter? Oh, sure. You know, what's funny is um, the more I research, um, you know, uh, spell work and incantations and stuff. Um, it's for my work, but I like to try things out too. Cause it's mm-hmm. so much fun, you know, like why wouldn't you make your life more fun? It's just mm-hmm. amazing. Right. So you put like, um, there's one of my favorite rituals in the morning, um, is to put, uh, when I'm making my coffee, cause I do it pour over style. Cause uh-huh. I'm, fancy that way you know <laughs> be fancy and uh you know you put um dried rose petals in there this Ooh. is a love spell i i had seen once it's like um some dried rose petals and some cinnamon and uh you know of course your coffee and uh you you know put your intention in there and uh you pour your water over it and you know, that's your morning cup of love. You know? Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Isn't yeah. that so yeah. sweet? And then there's another one with coffee. Um, if you want to, like, uh, I guess, increase your willpower, you can put, like, a citrine in your a citrine um, crystal in your coffee cup and pour, let it infuse your, your coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah, and... Um, if you, there's one for a happy home, uh, on Monday mornings, you throw a little salt into your fireplace or on your stove, you know, like your stove top, your burner, okay. you just yeah. throw a little salt in there for a happy home on Monday mornings. Oh, I wonder it's cause like, I think, um, mon- well, Monday is like, is it Monday, the moon day? Um, Monday, but- yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. It's something like that. I don't, I'm like, <laughs> uh, lunar cycles, whatever. But people ask me all the time, like, when should I do this? Um, yeah, no, I mean, you can, you if you can get, this is why I say I'm, I can never say I'm a real, like, super duper witch because there's so many, like, rules and all the, I'm, I'm what you call a, a, I would be like a sweetheart or a modern witch or whatever because yeah. <laughs> what's the easiest thing, like? Right. If I could just think about it, sure, I'm in it. You know, yeah. there's. One- I definitely believe that there's good. Like, I like some of the ideas where certain, you know, different days represent. Like Friday is Venus Day, you know, right? Like, and and being in alignment with those, or like the new moon or the full moon. But you know, I also think like, yes, you can do this, but there's no hard and fast rules, right? I, to to magic, I think it 
there can be if you want them to be, but I don't know if you feel called to do a spell and you're like, I kind of need to do this right now. It, but I, I, I don't have, I don't know if I can wait, you know, right. you should, because like we mentioned earlier, it's intention, right? Right. It's intention. Yeah. Um, also a little bit of your intuition, just use your intuition, you know, it's somewhere inside of you. You've been, it's programmed, you know? And um, I think we have um, ironically magicalized magic, right? So uh, it used to be a very practical thing. Like I got to get this person off my back. I got to get, you know, I want to keep my husband in love with me, or I got to keep my wife in love with me, or I want this, uh, you know, I want, I need more money. It's, it was very practical. Um, what people were doing. So they didn't have a lot of, um, they didn't have a lot of uh, extreme rituals because it needs to be fast and it needs to be done. So that's why they would grab the nutmeg Mm -hmm. out of the, you know, out of the cupboard and maybe dress their candle in olive oil or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, When you talk about Italian, uh, folk magic you know my best friend is italian so we uh we've she did a maloik on me like a maloik ceremony yes (laughs) because we get that that energy so it's like um it's necessary and practical things too Mm -hmm. um and give yourself like a little boost during the day like Mm -hmm. um you know with the coffee or with tea or there's like a um spell where you put a little honey on your finger, you write your wish in the cup, and then you pour the hot water over it and uh, drink your, drink the wish, you know, it's your intention coming in, into you. Well, and, I love uh, the physical component. Right. And, and I love, I mean, that's the thing too, right? With any kind of magical workings, like you, you can have the fancy crystals, tools, wands, whatever, but you don't need them. Right. Um, and, but it is really amazing to work with the physical component because it's taking that energy and al- creating alchemy, you know, converting mm-hmm. it. One of the first spells that I ever learned, um, and I use it to this day, is letter spells. Yes. You know, and when I was um, 18 and I was, you know, really at that point, like, had all of the lights came on after I had a near-death experience mm. and I couldn't put the, the, the voices, the visions back to sleep, essentially. I met this woman at, there was like, um, this, oh gosh, this, there was, there used to be a store. I grew up in Providence, Rhode Island. There used to be this store decades ago called the psych, uh, pyramid bookstore. That's what okay. it was. And, I remember I met this woman who was an astrologer and I just like just ate up everything uh, and talking to her, but she told me, cause I was like suffering, you know, I had this like person, it was like the great love of my life at the time, you know, right. and um, they were an addict and mm-hmm. I, anyway, the communication was lost and she told me this spell. And it was the first time that I like had this, experience with doing like a ritual and it worked and the letter spell was basically um her name was tracy i'm like just remembering i can see her but like (laughs) yeah so the spell though she was like you use this when the lines of communication like are not available essentially you know and she was really adamant about saying you don't manipulate people through magic you know you don't cause harm. That's a hundred percent. If you're worried like about this person and you can't communicate, she's like, I want you to take a pen or pencil and a piece of paper because that is your earth. Right. And you're going to write the letter, which is the element of air. And you're going to write everything you need to say to this person. And it include the good, the bad, all of it. Like, don't, don't, just like rail on the person but like don't just like get your whole message in there and let them know what's happening and I did and I put like all of my thoughts and my energy into it and then she said and then what you're going to do in a very safe way 
<laughs> she said, get a pot. And I think it was when she's like, go outside, burn the letter in the yes. pot. Yes. And that's your fire. And then she goes, then I want you to take the ashes and go flush them down the toilet. Because I was living in the city, you know what I mean? And she's like, <laughs> she's like, there's your water. And she was like, very East Coast, like, there's your water. And she <laughs> like smoked cigarettes outside, you know. <laughs> of course. And she's like, so you burn it, you write your letter, you burn it, you flush the ashes. There you go. And then leave it alone. And I was like, okay. I did this ritual. Again, here I am. I'm 18. It's like 1995. Right. Or, you know. And um, I think it was like the next day, I got a phone call. Yeah. Pay phone phone call. Thanks from that person. And it was from the person. Love it. And he's like, I just want to let you know that I'm okay. And I'm not dead. And I was like, good. But I'm going away. And I was like, okay. Like, it was like, and he said, I got your message. Get out. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. you help out. And I was like, oh my God, it works. <laughs> and that was the first time I had this experience with magic in this like very like focused, intent way. And it worked. Yeah, and now I've used utilized that, um, and you know, in all well, my life, I'm 44 years old. I'm still utilizing those letter spells when I need to. Yeah, you know. Sometimes the other thing too is if fire is not available, right? Or it, you know, there's some which you know can happen, and and isn't always fire isn't always the best kind of to work with. You have to right. be very careful with fire. Um, sometimes I'll write those letters and I'll put them like on my altar, like under one of my like statues and things and say, can you, can you help me out here yeah. deal with this? And I'll like leave an offering. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, magic, it, when your intention is there, like how fast and how direct and, and some people go, well, I did that and it didn't work. Well, maybe consider that, your message could not be heard right now. Right. And it's not that your magic is bad or it doesn't work, but maybe, maybe it's not part of the higher calling or the highest good for that person to receive your message. Maybe, maybe right. they need to learn it in a different way or you need to learn in a different way. Well, also yeah. for me, it's like um, every medicine doesn't work for everybody. Right. Right. So you have to accept that not all, Think spells or incantations or prayers or whatever are going to work for you mm -hmm. at that time, right? So you have to do a mishmash. One of my first uh, spells was somebody was like harassing me. They were just on my behind all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I had read in this bookstore. Um, I was leafing through this book um, and the woman was talking about like... Um, freezing somebody right oh, yeah. freezing. so i wrote the person's name i like i followed the instructions like i mm -hmm. memorized what it said and i wrote the person's name i put it in the um ice tray cube <laughs> and i poured water over it i was like don't bother me yeah. and that person stopped contacting me yeah and i was like i don't know whether it was the ice cube or my grandma or <laughs> The freezer spells work. I, I mean, I am a fan of doing it, putting them in a plastic bag and then throwing it in the back of the freezer. Yes. Um, because then when you feel like there'll be a time where you're like, oh, I can take that out now. Um, I like to just take it and, and you don't throw it away in your trash. You bring it to a public trash and release it because you're, you're trying to keep that away right. from your home. Um, you know, the other thing just quickly I want to mention, you know, is also like, because we were talking about social media and like this big kind of like, you know, how impactful it is with magic. You know, it's, I, I want to remind people that just as much as is it, it's a gateway for good and it, it can also be a gateway for some jealousy and like, you know, some shade and things, yeah. projections, you know, because we're just seeing these surface levels of things. So remember to like, put your wards like on your social media remember to cleanse your feeds remember mm -hmm. to like 
protect yourself because there's a lot of projection that can come up and happen. Um, you know, I mean, there's plenty of people that think things about me that are absolutely fictional, but it's just based on what the perception or who, what I'm, who I'm triggering, you know, right. like, but you know, so you want to make sure that like you're checking in too, because psychic attack and um, even if it's not deliberate, it happens all the time. Right. So, well, I tell just people something I, to be conscious of. I tell people that all the time. And as you can see, I'm like a fan of the evil eye and the, yes. I, had a, I had a dream in, in, in which my guides gave me a, a Henza. So I was like, oh, I'll just wear Henza from now on, you know. But um, it's like you say, uh, you know, people don't always intend to send you bad energy. You know, even people that love you will be like, that's great. She got that. But I want it, too. And, like, I wish we were on the same level. You know, even that small wish, right? Right, right. I wish we were on the same level. Doesn't always mean that they'll come up to where you are. It sometimes right. means that they will try to drag oh, you down. Yeah, yeah. Because they can't elevate, right? For whatever reason. Right. So one of my favorite things was um, was to like in, in, indeed do the pink bubble or whatever it is, like what white energy bubble or whatever. But mm-hmm. also I've taken to putting mirrors around yeah. that on the outside of that bubble because you can send if you send me love, you're gonna get love back. If you yes. send me bad energy, you can get bad energy back. There's nothing I can do about that, you know. Yes. And I um, love that. Yeah, because you're mirrors are great. Yourself. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Thank you so much for uh being here. Yes. And today. Hi again, it's me. I promised you a sneak peek, didn't I? Well, Here's the trailer for another Perfect for Halloween Realm show called Roanoke Falls. There's something about these woods. Something I don't like. They seem to be reaching out, ready to pull someone in. Roanoke, we should never have come here. He had... Claws for hands, no skin. His head was a skull. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Maybe he sent this evil here, an enemy for me to vanquish. When I defeat it, the others will believe and turn to the pure faith. The devil in the woods was coming for me. Just as he'd come for the others, and now there was no one left to hear me scream. Executive produced by John Carpenter, Roanoke Falls is an original production from Realm. Roanoke Falls premieres October 22nd, 2021. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Realm is your portal to another world. Listen away.